Welcome to Inside Jokes on Talk AM 640. I'm Santa Cruz, your host. This show is the everything to do with comedy. We are going to talk to people from sketch artists to stand-ups to actors to writers, um, anything to do in that world. Today's show is extra special. I'm very excited. Is this, wait, this, is com- this is about comedy? I thought I was going to talk about the law. <laughs> I can't. I have to. We have a lawyer. Can we cut? Oh, my God. I, that's funny right there. I'm not there. prepared for. There's so much going on. You know, comedy as a genre has actually is peaking a lot now because a lot of the networks are looking for greater profits. And what a better way with shows like Games of Thrones costing six million dollars an episode. Okay, that's a lot of beheadings, a lot of uh, yeah. C-word but I mean, dropping. remember Friends? How much they got? Uh, uh, they got a uh, uh, each actor got per episode. There was a big thing around that, and okay, and even gonna... recently, um, The Big Bang Theory. They all were like uh, holding. They out did for... one of those Friends moves too. Yeah, well, I mean, understandably, their show is. I, I, I'm not a Big Bang kind of person because uh, yeah, <laughs> that sounds weird. Like... Well, we're gonna talk. No, I want, don't. No, wait. but I respect all the actors on it. I'm, I'm just saying that you know they all held out for their their dough. Anyway, I won't talk about that no, because. Okay, we're so not... this voice you're hearing is Maggie Casella, by the way. Oh yeah, hi, Maggie, the Maggie or the Maggie. I like to call her because she's just her own brand person. My own brand. She's actually uh, youngest of six kids in a big fat Italian family. Six, four, but okay. Well, my mother you... had two miscarriages. Oh, Thanks I'm for bringing sorry. it up. Oh. Wow. What did you I, call her ahead of time and say, how many did you lose in utero, Nancy? Okay. And a double degree in philosophy and women's studies. Yeah. Spelled that with a Y at the time. A, a lawyer for almost 10 years and you represented, back, this was back when AIDS was. Yeah. I, I, I was during the AIDS crisis, man. That was just horrible. That's incredible. That yeah. You did that. Your style of comedy is rants and raves, which I'm sure we're not going to see none of that today. No. No. And it's and changed. It has changed tremendously over the last your, little while. So your show, you were the first original talent on Star. One of, yeah, one of four. We had, we were so special that they took an entire subway ad and um, put our pictures on the stairs. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you, the TV network formerly known as Chum. Yeah, I had a piece of gum on my eyeball. It was disgusting. I was like scraping it (laughs) off. I'm like, it was so sad. And your show, Because I Said So, or Biff. That's that was they, the show yeah. on Star. Yeah, and on City. And on City. That's where I remember it. That's, yeah, you know what's interesting? That is where you, because you watched it late night. Yeah. That's where I had both of my viewers. Yes. Was that late <laughs> night. So I Stop. Was, I'm so, I, I'm going to admit this right now. I'm going to come out right now and say this. I was buying a couch at the Brick Clearance Store this weekend. Get out. I And I handed the, look, it's for the rec room. And I handed the guy my card He's like you. You uh, you related to that comic? I wonder whatever happened to her. I was like, really? Oh no, your this name is, is embarrassing. Very he goes, oh, I yeah. used to watch your show. Yeah. It was on late night, and interestingly enough, that yeah, was people who would stop sure. me. I'd be at the Kensington Market, the butcher would be like, "Hey, because it said so." I'm like, yeah. "All right." Well, and you—that's your Jennifer Grey days. Yeah, big hair, and I had not, but I didn't do my nose. She uh, no, she did, which ended okay. her career. I and think. you also did uh, red carpet for the show Extra. No, I, I do. I do, I'm a field producer. I'm not. I don't mean to correct you. Why but Why did I get everything wrong? On you this didn't. Line? You didn't. You know. In in fairness, it's my bad. You know. It, it says I'm a field producer, so I do do red carpet. Yeah, you. But I'm not this. on the air. I just want to make that clear. No, Occasionally, I know. you'll see my hand. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't want people but to you, think I'm not special. You interviewed in your time Phyllis Diller, Joan Rivers, B. Arthur, William H. Macy, who I love, love, and Jude Law, and so many big acts. Oh yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just did three names okay. I can't mention because there's actually a a. a 
moratorium on talking about the interview I just did Why? until February. Okay, because the film it doesn't airing? come out until February. Oh, it's a huge movie. I just can't talk about the okay, interview. Okay, fine. Um, but but uh, I did manage to do uh, in my pajamas, um, Jennifer Aniston. And uh, they're like, your interview's up on the web. I'm like, wait, what? I wore my pajamas. I don't even think I had makeup on. When? This was, was 20, this um, the year before last at TIFF. And they oh, actually okay. showed my face. In profile, thank you. This is radio, but let me just tell you my profile is, how do we say in Italian? Facce brutto. It is <laughs> bad. So my profile <laughs> next to that woman who actually looks exactly like she looks on the cover of Does a magazine she, eh? in person. Oh, that's stop, nice to Stop her. time pretty. That's good. Also, Maggie wrote a book and two screenplays with Leah Delaria from Orange is the New Black. She plays the big boo, yeah, and you're very is. good friends. You guys collaborate on a lot of projects. Yes. Radio hosts on several stations in Toronto, including this one, AM640. You were on with Oakley, too, yeah. on another station yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You're currently writing your book. I just want to say this about that. Yeah. And, I, and the new podcast on Peach Radio called Art of Comedy which I used to do. It was actually your podcast. I'm doing that You're because so you, you you came here. And yes. also, uh, I'm it's just sort of a placeholder until we get to the radio show that I will be doing. And what's which, that called? Um, I just want to say this about that, reviving the art of conversations. So. I love that. And I heard the one with two of our guests that are on our panel today. Soon after Maggie and I do a little rap, we're going to have Katie Ford and Shannon McDonough with us too. But there first, are the gigglers in the background, which is... Uh, yes, we want the giggling. Yeah. The giggle. giggle. Uh, back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Game of Thrones, $6 million an episode. Um, House of Cards is $3 million an episode. With Netflix. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the business of show. Right. Um, Netflix doesn't doesn't pay what um, the networks pay. And, I, and HBO has more money than Netflix. Okay. Networks, I don't even know where they are anymore in, in, the, mm-hmm. in the scheme of things. And when we get Katie Ford on, yes. uh, we'll be able to talk about that. And yeah. Shannon's also a producer. So, mm-hmm. uh, but you're looking at Netflix doesn't, doesn't, and people are willing, people by people, I mean, actors of incredible stature are uh, okay about working on those shows because they're so well-written and well-crafted and it's about the work for them, right? I mean, they're already rich. So why not? But what's happening now, though, the stand-up comedy specials are so much cheaper to produce. So Yeah, one comic is way cheaper to produce. Right, and a mic stand. But now, some of the comics, which remain nameless, at least one of them, is wants to charge $5 million for their special on Netflix. So then what's, well, I what's mean, the network I, to do at that point? Pay them. I mean, if it, is it Louis C.K.? I mean, he's way wor- he's worth it. I mean, but Louis C.K. Is, uh, does his own production. Yes. So, um, because he's brilliant. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't think it's it's like you're gonna pay for that baseball player that has the you know pitch that has the arm and you know he's the guy who fills the hole. Did I just say that? We're gonna talk more with Maggie Casella on Inside His Jokes on Talk AM six forty, <laughs> and we're back. I'm Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk AM six forty. Uh, Maggie Casella, yeah, dramedy. You came up with this dramedy situation because you're saying a lot of shows now. Like Orange is the New I Black. I wish I invented dramedy. Uh, a lot of what I write and pitch and try to sell, which I have been successful exactly never, um, <laughs> is what would be called dramedy. Um, I, I think a lot of shows like Orange is the New Black should yes. be in a category unto itself called a dramedy because I think they're trying to go in more of a comedic direction. Um, I think Genji Cohen is a genius. Wait, it started as drama. Can I tell and you how I comedy? blew Genji Cohen off okay. by mistake? Okay. Leah Delaria gives me an opportunity to perform in her Christmas show in 20, uh, the, the year, the, the first year the show was out. I walk on stage 
at does she doesn't tell me every cast member almost is in the audience and you know, I peed myself a little, but whatever. Who cares? I I know the material, and it's not <laughs> like a bit. it's not like I'm doing one of those shows where I invite a bunch of people and go, "Oh, I, this is I'm trying it all out for the first time, and it's going to be ugly." I knew it was all right there, so you know, I did it, and it was great, and I got a great reception. And as I'm walking out, I had to go to the washroom really bad. This woman stops me, and I think it's the line producer that I talked to when I was wait for it at at um uh, who plays Piper. Uh, not uh, come on. Uh, uh, Piper, Piper, the blonde. Oh my God, Taylor Piper. Taylor uh, Schilling's Taylor Schilling's birthday party. Ding, ding. She, I'm at Shayla, Taylor Schilling's birthday. Wow. Well, I shouldn't have been there either, but I mean, yeah. you know, I was working on a show with Leah, and yes. she's like, "No, you're invited to come." Anyway, so there I'm trying to like mind my own business and talk to people who aren't anybody because I feel like the person who shouldn't be there. When this woman, you know. I said I'm Italian. I'm raised in a Jewish neighborhood. She's like, I'm married to a Jewish guy. She's like, why do they eat off your plates? Because I was talking about eating off of other people's plates. She goes, because in prison, you know, you get stabbed for that. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And we're chitty chatting. And then someone comes over and goes, Piper, do you want some cake? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's actually Piper Schilling. It's actually wow. the woman. Yes. Anyway, so um, I somehow circumvented my own story. Genji Cohen um, comes up to me after the show. And I had been at that party talking to the line producer. And she's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, oh, great. How are your dogs? She's like, you were great. I'm like, thank you. How are your dogs? I have to pee. I'll be right back. I blew off of Chenji Cohen in the hallway Lovely. at Joe's Pub. I could not you stop could do. talking. And then, of course, later on, Leah's like, I want you to meet Genji. And I was like, oh, we've already. Genji goes, oh, we go way back. And I just. Okay, she's the producer? Writer, Pro- creator. She's creator, creator. Yes. Yeah. She created a show in my mind that actually speaks to literally everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but wait, it started as uh, labeled as a dra- drama, then went to comedy. In the uh, last Emmys, they talked about That's this. her choice, right? It is her okay. choice, I think, in what category that it, it, into which category it goes. So, when but you, I think there should be a dramedy category. Right. I'm sorry, but The Sopranos to me was funny. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, a lot of gosh. people, it was violent, but man, I laughed out yes. loud so many times at yeah. that show. What Classic an Classic moments yeah. of hilarity, like when... Uh, the what's his name? They do an intervention with her, Christopher. Christopher. You know the time Mama you left Santi. me standing outside waiting to do the job, and I had to do it myself. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Like uh, amazing. Or when they got lost in the woods and what? they ate ketchup packets. Who why writes th- that stuff? Why do you think so many programs? You know, back in our day, everything was definitive when we were growing up. There was a sitcom, and then there would be the dramas, right? Yeah. So why do you think it has morphed into what it is now? Well, because I, I, well, I think we've morphed into what we are now, and we. Uh, you know, besides the fact that reality television has changed how mm-hmm. people look at television, That's so true. I think that it's more realistic that people. I, I was speaking to Diane Flax um, on the podcast uh, just a couple of days ago, and uh, she was talking about you know being with her her, her very ill son and, and in the hospital, and you know somehow finding a moment when she said something that was hilariously funny mm-hmm. um, and that's more of what life is about you know it, it isn't like all marcus Welby. okay i just dated myself i love marcus and I, and I how like, about streets of san francisco oh, all that stuff i but mean that you know, was a light drama you could laugh michael douglas like i mean you could you laugh at michael laughing. douglas for a variety of reasons I know. but uh, i i don't know i i I don't. Am I missing something that Kojak? He had a little wry sense of right. humor. Like that was you know fun. Those, those shows. But I mean, I'm thinking of uh, the, the one with Chad Everett, which was just uh, so. It was always so serious. A, a lot of them, I think, to your point, were very one or the other. Yes. I mean, there were some that told the line. But now you watch some of the shows that are on now, and even, uh, I mean, look, Letty Briscoe uh, always started Law and Order with mm-hmm. a joke. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it was Good he, point. He, he always got that he always got the it was a wry joke about the dead person, mm-hmm. right? Um and you could never say Law and Order is a comedy, you know. But yeah. uh, there, there was that. I want to talk about your comedy for a quick second. Um, I went to see one your workshop show recently, yeah. where you workshop material. Yeah, I love the fact you use visuals. I don't think I've seen somebody at stand up at a club do that. Or do people do? Am I missing something? You you had stuff on visual. Yeah, and well, then you comment because on... I because well, it, it's interesting because I used to just be a current events comic. So it, it only made sense to me. I used to sit down and do sort of like the news. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, it made sense to me to add visuals so that people who didn't weren't familiar with what I'm talking about, I could show them a picture. And also pictures are very funny. Sometimes they just yes. punctuate a joke in a way that you can't. You can also manipul- ma- manipulate pictures with Photoshop where you can yes, punctuate a joke in a way hilarious. where you can't with words. I mean, I still I, I feel like I could do it without the, the visuals, but I like, I like them. Storytelling-wise, I've turned into more of a storyteller, which is interesting mm-hmm. because I don't know how that happened. I do know how that happened. I became my own warm-up act after some of my jokes were stolen um, oh. by opening acts twice to me no literally by word the same joke twice. from your opening act yes literally an opening act stole my joke twice um and um so i'm like I, you know what no more openers you know no. unless it's a some... okay, can you do your jesus joke before we go to break which one jesus the carpenter and the trade no because I, I, just... I just did a renovation on my house and that's why i had to fly my brother in to help because i always say the last honest carpenter was jesus christ and look what they did to him <laughs> they tried to blame that on the jews but it was really the other trades so like we gotta get this guy so the plumbers and the electricians all got joke. together and you know what they couldn't even have nails they had to borrow nails from jesus when they went to crucify him because why what happened sandra some guy came to my house and gave me an estimate and he asked to borrow a tape measure. That's where that joke That's came. I'm like, problem. get out! I love it. Maggie Casella, more with Maggie Casella and our panel after the break on Inside Jokes Talk AM 640. And we're back on Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi with our panel. Of course, Maggie Casella has back and we've got a bit of her crew here. Shannon McDonough, who is the producer on Maggie's radio show. That's right. But a very accomplished actress. Uh, you were in Camille with Sienna Miller and James Franco. They cut my scene, but I was. It was pretty awesome. You know when they take you in the van, like from the waiting area to the set? <laughs> I was in the van with James Franco. That counts. And uh, what was his name? Um, Sienna Miller. No. And uh, Carradine. Yeah, Sienna Miller. No, but it was just James Carradine. Franco and uh, David Carradine. Wow. Ooh. It counts as an IMDb credit. It so totally there. does. Does it? Really? <laughs> if they cut your scene? I was still in it. The van I got is what paid. counts, right? Yeah. I was in the van. Right, I had yeah. a, I, I was I in the van. I was <laughs> in the van. Yeah. I shared a, a peach with Carradine. <laughs> See? That's oh, where it all wow. starts. Wow. Surprised you didn't go get anything from that. <laughs> and our <laughs> other guest, Katie Ford, best known for co-writing and co-producing the hit film Miss Congeniality. Oh, that Ooh. little thing. That, that little something, thing. Something, something. She wrote the Emmy-nominated Emmy movie Prayers for Bobby, starring Sigourney Weaver. Real underachiever, actually. Of course, wrote on Family Ties, voted the top in the top 100 best written sitcoms. Yeah, she's pretty was, bad at I her job. I have jump. to say I was very young. It's really wrong to say, I had to have to say how young I was when I did that because I'm almost on the verge of taking it off the resume because it was no, in the No, are you insane? No, I'm okay. just saying. Can I just say that's about that? No, for I just want to say I was very young Mallory. when I wrote that. No, Shannon, not to show. How does that make you feel? No, not okay, that part. Just, so, just, I, I just got out of high school. I, it, was my, it was my English exam. I, I wrote an so essay. Now I was on family ties. I spent a lot of years waitressing at an all-you-can-eat chicken wing restaurant so <laughs> we're really right like, it's all good are we playing Katie Ford it's, it's right happening it's okay, happening you were 21 you were 21 I was when that 21. what I love is, is that you said they were my people <laughs> okay that was beautiful when Who's she said people? Maggie's people are here with her <laughs> also <laughs> wait 
She also produced and wrote on ABC's Desperate Housewives. That's true. I was about 37. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just kidding. Okay. So you were old, so that one's still on your resume. <laughs> and now you came back um, to Toronto. You, yes. you just left L.A. and just kind of doing stand-up again for fun. For fun, yeah. Well, I came back to Toronto. I just missed polite people with a simmering rage. <laughs> yes. I missed that. Yeah, part. yeah. Yeah. Because Maggie doesn't like you don't like to talk about the fact that you're American. Last time I outed you. She keeps outing me. I'm sorry. She's okay with everything, but I out her on the American thing. United States Ian. Are you hundred percent American? Ushian is what I call them, because we're all Americans. You know, why do they get to be American? Why? I don't get it. America starts in the North Pole. That's my point. So they're I call them Ushians. USians. See, you know, only a Canadian would say that, so maybe you really are yes, Canadian. Yes, maybe Americans I don't even do you know, know what's north here's, of Buffalo. One thing about the show I was going to do, I always have a story that I could throw to in case I don't know what to say. And this <laughs> show, plan. this is where I'm going to go. Trump, go. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Maggie's going to lose go. her. You, you, you get to vote in both countries, right? Oh, wow. you have to out I'm, me because you were outed. That's Yeah, that's nice. me pointing okay. at Katie. Uh, Two former citizen, Americans in the house. Yeah. I would like to say that I am born are and you? bred in Canada. Thank you very girl. Oh, great. And I knew that when I was 25. Okay, so why is everyone throwing me under the bus? But you're here now. So. All right, so oh come God. on, Katie. you got to okay, vote in the so U.S. Guys, election. Okay, let me just bring something up about Trump. Is it not just that for what he said off the top, all the racist comments, it's a PR move. Like, are we really believing this guy has a shot at this? I really think he works for Hillary. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Seriously. Right? It's all one big you know? scam. Yeah. yeah. Americans need to get something out of their system. I think that's what's happening. I mean, look, it could go from being a joke to... First Lady Melania. I have no idea. Yeah, 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 right? that would, yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I, I actually don't think it's a joke. I don't think it's PR. I think he's speaking from. I'd say the heart, but I'm not sure he has one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm sure he's speaking from a place of what uh, he thinks will look at the guys a megalomaniac. He's trying to garner attention. So mm-hmm. you know, you could say that's PR. But when you're a megalomaniac, you actually have to garner attention. Okay, what's a megalomaniac? It's all about. If, if it's not about you, it's because of you. So if it's not What's ha- that? Oh wait, Katie's got to tell me the narcissist joke she made on your podcast. Okay. Oh, just how I like to. Da- Apparently, I like to date narcissists because I like a lot of alone time. <laughs> alone time, and it's you could be in the house with them; they don't even know you're there. You know? <laughs> They're like penny for my thoughts. It's true, and. Yeah, well, Shannon, I know how much you like Donald Trump. You know, I gotta say, I don't know if I have anything funny to say, but um, when I think of, you know, like just kind of the history, there are people in the world who are, you know, dying and fighting for their right to vote, right. and you know, in the in the states, um, you know, African Americans c- couldn't vote until really, really recently, and it's it's a serious thing, and the fact that he's making this mockery of the whole idea is appalling mm-hmm. to me. I truly can't stand him. That's and, that's actually a good point. Yeah, and he's going back to that sort of American bad habit of divisiveness and mm-hmm. being in sort of like hate churches and things like that where you but, sort of get your audience through that as opposed to Justin Trudeau, which is like this, I mean, the spirit of what Canada did and coming together and saying we want this well, really I'm, gorgeous I, guy to be. Yeah, I know. Uh, Camelot North. But we, they, the, the conservatives could not have run a worse campaign here. I mean, they literally mm-hmm. handed it to him on a platter. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. let's talk about Justin is just the, one of the best comedic. Thank <laughs> oh, God for that. I which mean, one was that? The ad, let's talk about Justin. And, you know, does he? Oh, uh, yes. What's he like? Uh, that your they're actually here. sitting in a room for people sitting in a room taking resumes. I was, Shannon and I were oh, like, yeah. wait, is that how you get That's to be realistic. prime minister? You could just apply? <laughs> yes. Like it yes. didn't. And these four people are like looking at he's, I see he's attached his picture what 
What? <laughs> yeah, because you want to know who he is if he's going to be prime minister. Because that happens all the time. Well, actually. I mean, it was an epic fail, the whole thing. I yeah. mean, the fail there is is you, you've now attached a face to the name of the guy that maybe somebody didn't know about before your commercial, but they know now. Yeah, thanks, Harper. Teddy's handsome. Harper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice right. hair, though. So we're going to have more with our panel after the break, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the business of show business on Inside Jokes Talk AM 640. We're back on Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk AM 640 with our guest feature comic Maggie Casella and friends Katie Ford and Shannon McDonough. Hello, panel. So we're talking about uh, an exciting time for comedy as a genre on the big screen, little screen. Can can we call TV? Well, what do we call TV? It's not even TV Mm. anymore because... Extinct is what we call it. The dinosaur. (laughs) Right? But the millennials are coming as the largest segment of the population. So there's a lot of smart people and networks uh, trying to appeal to them because that's where the money is. Um, NBC has created CISO, which is the new web-only subscription subscription video service, and it's designed to attract young viewers who have left pay TV subscriptions to watch online. So, of course, they want to keep everything in their ecosystem at NBC, so they've created this, and some of the content includes Amy Poehler and Monty Python's old sketches they have redone in oh, HD. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting yeah. how that's going to appeal to today's how that's going to appeal to today's millennials. Um, and so, CISO, uh, do you think this will work? Are the millennials too difficult to engage and maintain as an audience? Actually, Maggie, you said in your interview on your podcast on the art of uh, comedy with Katie, um, you guys were talking about being a writer. And the great thing is you don't have to put lipstick into your hair and, and age. And then you said, Maggie, no, age does matter. And is that because... Um, the industry doesn't feel an older writer in their 40s cannot write for millennials. Well, I mean, I, I don't I'm going to defer to Katie on that. Um, but I think personally, um, there's a lot to a lot that goes with that. One is older writers are more expensive. <laughs> um, oh, OK, Good there's point. there's experience, but there's also cost. Right. Two, uh, I think it would be wrong to say that somebody like Katie can't. Uh, doesn't have her finger on the pulse because mm-hmm. when she was apparently a zygote, she was writing about a family on Family <laughs> Ties. So it works. It works both ways. If a young person can write, I think if you're a writer, you're a writer. I think what matters, it, 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 there's a, a you know a Lane May. Come on, I mean they never stopped these uh, good great writers. Well, miscongeniality is timeless. So we could watch that any age, anybody. I agree. Right? Yeah. So there's a perfect example. But right my there. thing about millennials is like, because I do stand up and I get young people in my audience just to, if, if I have to let them in for free because they can't afford it right now. Mm-hmm. I will because I Good. and they have respond to my comedy very, very well. So I don't. You know, I think it's the industry that makes the mistake more about the age thing is a problem and not the actual people in the age group Shannon you wanted to say something I've got my hand up in the air I just find it interesting because you started that by saying mm-hmm. you know it's it's old Monty Python episodes mm-hmm. and there's Amy, and Amy. Yeah. so uh, these are all not old but older yeah. people and then they're still like Amy Poehler's over 40 right and they're these are the, this is the work that they're offering the millennials. So I don't good really comedy, feel like there's anything comedy. to worry about. I don't know that it's necessarily just the millennials. I think it's about where television, you know, the yes. screen is going. Yep. And I think they call it the millennials because they're trying to figure out what it is. But most women I know are going to be home with their giant glass of wine in bed watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like, I, f- I find a lot of us are going away from 
mainstream network television. And also that ties into the writing rooms. I don't think age is going to be such a big deal anymore because if we all go toward where the screens are going, it doesn't matter how old you are. But if you were hired to do a show even five years ago, three years ago, the idea was you had to be young because you had to appeal to a certain audience. Mm -hmm. I think now with the Internet and the potential of where we're going, all of that is getting blown up. Well, certainly. I mean, uh, Shannon and I are working on it. Shannon, I just, we just we just don't care anymore. No. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's very frustrating. Shannon is a, right. a, an amazing producer of reality shows, frighteningly. I, Lifestyle like, shows. Yeah, whatever. What, like disaster DIY and sibling rivalry at W yes. here. I worked on Love It or List It. Way back when, I think my first one was um, the decorating challenge. And I believe back then, mm -hmm. like in 2000, 2001, it was 40000 an episode was our budget. Wow. Yeah. I, I have an odd respect for all reality shows. Well, not all of them. Yeah. You know, but really? most of the housewives. No, because I most think that when it came in, yeah. when reality shows came in, they we were watching at the time what seemed like real people. Now mm. everything is sort of stories and stuff like it's that. Scripted, but yeah. it's like it, it, I think it made fiction writing better. I think we had to kind of write real people, and they, and because people were seeing themselves on television, and that's what they wanted. And I, I think I, I think it made television better. I think that's to my point that where we talked before about dramedy. Yeah. I think that part of it was people needed to see these people as more realistic, authentic, because yeah, exactly. because the people they were seeing at the beginning were authentic. Now they're not. They're just not actors who are doing shows. I mean, yeah. And I think there's a lot of amazing shows that have come out like in the last 5-6 years. I think that TV really has changed almost probably to compete, like you were saying. Yeah. They yeah. had to up yeah. the ante. We're going to talk about it. I was at Just for Last Festival this past summer and they had a panel of the programmers from HBO and um Too Funny or Die, you know, mm -hmm. these kind of new service providers. And um, and we'll, we're going to talk about what those programmers had to say about comedy, the genre, and creating good stuff. There was also the woman from Fox TV. So that's going to come up with our panel, Maggie Casella, Katie Ford, and Shannon McDonough, here on Inside Jokes on It. Yeah, talk yeah, yeah, AM640. Yeah. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I'm Sandra Carusi with our panel, Maggie Casella, Katie Ford, and Shannon McDonough. Thank you, ladies, for joining me back here. We were talking about before the break, uh, my time at Just for Laughs this past summer, I went to watch a panel, and on the panel were the programmers, comedy content programmers for Fox TV, which is also Show Me, right? Uh, HBO, Funny or Die, and Hulu. And, oh, sorry, CTV, the guy from sports and entertainment uh, programming there. And one of the things they were talking about, how the woman from Fox, she was fantastic, how difficult it is to go up against HBO and some of the programming they're putting out. Like Veep is incredible. Mm -hmm. It wins all these awards. And it was so incredible to hear this woman from Fox saying um, to take a show like Last Man on Earth, mm -hmm. Will Forte, oh, which yeah. is a fabulous love, show. Do you love that? that I love show. that. He love is it. the best. Yeah. And because of that, I went to wa I watched the whole series now. But for her to push that up the food chain, she said she had such a hard time because those conventional because um, the food chain people are idiots, and yeah. that is the problem. <laughs> they are not creative people. They are right. not writers. Well, you Afraid talk about this, risk. Katie, because you're the person who knows what's up the food chain. I just know my experience, having had a TV show that was supposed to be an entertaining talk show. It was before of its time. Before its time, because Look, I said I'm so. not going to lie to you. I looked at it Graham Mor Norton's show before his show became more conventional, and went, I want to do that. And that was why my talk show was, you know, full of crazy segments and ma making people do things and play games. And the suits are like, it's too frenetic. Change it. Became sort of a panel discussion show. And then Ellen's show came out. And people kept up coming up to me and going, 
God, Ellen's show reminds me of your show the first season. They don't know what yep. they want until they see it somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then they want you to make it. That's so true. So, Katie, talk about, please. Oh, no. no come pitching, on. Pitching. Pitching Miss Congeniality. Uh, well, oh, that's an interesting. Because yes. they, I want to yeah. ask about that, because on Maggie's interview with, mm-hmm. with you, you talked about when you first pitched Miss Congeniality with the other writers, they didn't like it in concept, but when you wrote it, mm-hmm. they were okay with it. What's the difference? Part of that was just timing. Okay. Part of that was timing, and, and we pitched it, and, and they couldn't have been less interested. And at the time, they sort of wanted it to be sort of the cliche, tough, really tough woman who then, you know, and I was like, you guys, this is Ed, any woman I know is going to feel like an idiot in high heels in a bathing suit walking across the stage. So then we just kind of stayed with it and um, and did and wrote it and then went and pitched it, you know. So we showed a couple people part of the script, but then it was just part of it was timing, oddly, mm-hmm. you know. There were the the writer one of the other writers had a couple of movies that were going. We attached a director who had a movie at the time, so stuff like that does make a difference. But people didn't didn't pick it up right away. They didn't like it right away, right? When we pitched it, no, no. God, no. Most things are where you just like you just have You've to got keep a lot going of no's, you, right? Yes. Oh, for sure. Okay. And most people would have given up, and you know, I, we should have and didn't. You know, well, Forrest got fourteen years. Not yeah. that I was a fan of what? the movie. They pitched that. It took what? 14 years to make that movie. Oh, to, to, get it, to get it made. To get it made because? Right. Because I think it got, it was a one of those movies I where nobody its... wanted to make it. Yeah, yeah. It was too quirky. People didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, and so. Too I, creative. I mean, I've got a movie that I wrote with Leah, I think, 20 years ago. And you know what? When I leave here, I'm going to go back because someone approached me and said, you know, if you rewrite this thing, I'll go see if I can get some money. I'm going to go back. Because she's super busy, and I'm going to start rewriting it and then mm-hmm. send it to her. And, you know, it was so ahead of its time, and now it's sort of like, uh, you know, I mean, I see certain things that get made, and you think, how did they make the one with the lesbians who had the family and the guy? Oh, oh yeah. What was the name of that movie? That was a few um, years ago. It's all... Oh, the kids are all the right. Kids are all yes. right. Well, that yes. almost fell apart. I mean, Lisa Cholodenko had that for years and had different people that she was that had attached. And I think mm-hmm. Frances McDormand was attached at a certain point. And but the you know, but the kids took... weren't all right. I mean, the movie yeah. wasn't. I, and I, I'm I'm sorry if she's your friend. It was not. Oh, I just said I knew her. Okay, sister. it was not <laughs> a fake knowing. It's Hollywood <laughs> friend. No, Hollywood but, but you knowing. know what? The movie. Yeah. It just not. It wasn't. No, no. That was the only movie in my life that I've ever walked out of. Oh, really? It, it was. It was promoted like it's a lesbian movie. Like lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. Let's go see this lesbian love story. A family is a family, right? right? The kids yeah. are going to be all right. No problem. And then by the third time that she was having sex with Mark Ruffalo, I was like, ah, yeah. get me out of here. And I left. Something wrong okay, with that. I used to walk out of, right, wait for it. Um, not Desert Hearts. That was an amazing <gasps> movie. The, the, the one that was around the same Personal time. Best? Personal Best. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Where they arm wrestle and then have sex. Whoa. And no, she, don't then she do gets it. up and, no and, and, and holds his play. penis and pees behind him. So I would be like right up to the point where she was a lesbian, and then I would then I would leave. Yeah, so you got your money's worth. Yeah. Okay, so how did those movies get produced when they're so not realistic? And you guys are saying that you guys walked out, you know. And then there's other ones but, because they're palatable. They're palatable because someone else it just didn't speak to me. Uh, well, no, and yeah. I also yeah. think they're palatable. I mean, I think that's the point where it's like. Uh, you know, somebody takes a chance, like that Fox woman was saying. Somebody she worked really, mm. really hard to get that show on yes. the air. And my boss worked really, really hard to get me on the air. 
you know, at that at, time, at that time, you, know, you had to have someone championing you or your thing yeah. or yeah, timing. I think it's like, like this, the illusion that it's, we are all told this fairy tale of what it's supposed to be like. Like you're going to be, your script's going to be plucked at, you're going to get a million dollars. It's so not like that. I think if mm-hmm. we just knew that it's like everything tells you no, and you just have to believe in what you're doing and just keep going. That's how it goes. And, well, and there's nothing wrong with those people getting their stuff produced. I don't begrudge yes, the person no, who got okay. the kids are all right. But they're produced. not realistic. It doesn't matter. The, pa- the fact of the matter is you cannot be bitter about someone else's no. success, okay. even if you okay. think the thing okay. is a piece of crap, because part That's of it is what Katie point. said. It's about timing. It's okay. about somebody championing something. I can't even say it. Championing something. <laughs> Champion. it's, it's about that. But you cannot get hung up on that. But you, you guys are writers, and I know you've been at this, and you, this takes so much work into it. You must kind of feel like, you know what? This is so not fair. Katie's My successful, better. Though. You have to understand something. Katie is a successful and accomplished right. writer. Okay, Shannon and shrunks. I are are, are writers who you know. Well, I, I mean, it's not that I haven't had a book published. I mean, I did write a book with right. someone, and it isn't. It's like third printing. But Shan, as far as TV writing and that stuff is concerned, Shannon and I are still you know, and and Leah and I have yet I, I, we haven't. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but we, we read two spec yeah, scripts. Keep and, those scripts. Keep I mean, those I wrote, going I wrote to a lot for the lifestyle television shows that I worked on. This like, is, I wrote those scripts. Right, and I wrote, and I wrote which for my own show, right? Chorus right. Entertainment, we got a plug, which is our parent company mm-hmm. here. You did a lot of work. All those yeah. shows you yeah. mentioned earlier were and here. We're here, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of them were. They love that reality stuff on yeah. the court. On and w so, like, I have, I mean, I guess I could, I could, I just had a moment there where I went, oh, wait a second, I guess I am a slightly successful Yeah, you are. In the stuff that we love. But the stuff that I really, yeah, the stuff that. But I am, feel really compelled to write in the comedy and the drama mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And, and, and I've I written, with, hit and listen, I've written with Leah and I've written, you know, yeah. successful live shows and, and I co-wrote a book with her. So I can't, I said, but as far as mm-hmm. TV and film and that stuff is concerned, you have a person on the panel right now yes. who is a super you know successful, Do you know why Katie Ford is successful? Mm-hmm. Right here. The magic of believing. That's the right, book. woman. That's right. I am, I am gonna, <laughs> After the, the break, we're going to talk me, about wait, this. Katie, come here. Maggie can tell it. And Inside Jokes, more after the break. Welcome back to Inside Jokes on Talk AM 640. I'm Santa Cruz, your host. And today, Maggie Casella, Katie Ford, and Shannon McDonough. Welcome back, panel. Hey. Before we left, we were talking about the book, The Magic of Believing. That's Give me right, that we book, were, Katie. Oh, and oh, we're having that, fun oh, with it. Dear. I didn't see that. I didn't visualize that in Because my in, in the big interview on the art of comedy on Peach Radio, Maggie was asking um, Katie how she, all her scripts had happened to land on the right desks and make it happen like it made it sound so easy and katie you said i read the magic of believing when i was 15 years old and i visualized myself like when i had no money i'm gonna i I have to i can't okay you know what is that yeah i I visualize a failure because i mean that's the opposite but do you actually visualize no are you kidding me that's all that golf is about is visualizing getting the ball somewhere you know in the realm of reality Tiger Woods talks about visualization. Sports and is about that. And so and does Wayne Gretzky. play is about visualization. It yes. has to be. Yes. I say we have a challenge. And we, Maggie, why don't you just read it? I'm going right. to bring oh, in my copy of The Secret. Yes. And we'll yes. put them side by side. You can read them both. Which is, is not a secret. Is there some force of factor of oh, power or science? Oh, you don't want me to read it now? Mocking okay, the, here's the believing. You know, all right. 
Remember when everybody was shoving a secret in my hand? Yeah. Okay. I, I, and I, I had to stand up on that because I was like, okay, you're making my head explode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, if it's a secret, shut up about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Secondly, I was like, I had people telling me that, you know, it was about, you know, thinking positive. You think of the big house, you'll get the big house. And right. it seemed very materialistic to me, that a lot mm-hmm. of those people. And Is there thirdly, anything wrong with that? I don't thirdly, think so. Thirdly, the right. converse. Okay. Yeah. You are on a high chair and you're a little person. I could tip you over. I could literally tip you over with one knock of my Doc Martin against your This is the Maggie I want to see. Against your little hush Why me? What happened? you wear, Katie? Look at this. We are bringing out the rage from the book, The Magic of Believing. I'm interesting. taking my jacket off. The Magic of Believing has turned into a lesbian fist fight. Oh, my God. Are you gay? I know. I'm leaving. American, Canadian, and gay. Apparently, the Magic of Believing also had to do with muff. What? what is happening? And then I had someone say to me about the secret, which was really made my head explode. It was like, you know, well, you, it wouldn't work for you anyway. You're too negative, right? Because if you have negative thoughts, apparently it can't work. And that's when I was like, are you telling me that, you know, anyone who's experienced some kind of trauma oh God, has ridiculous. somehow wished Brought it on it, themselves right. because they had negative thoughts? I know. No. Like, Here's the like, thing. Like, when you talk about success, for every success I've had, I've had eight or ten things that are a crashing failure. Every Every single one. So every single thing that I've done has been about sticking with it and believing in it or forgetting to believe in it and just keeping going anyway. Okay, Shannon. Mm-hmm. That's how yes. it goes. For every success she's had, let's count our failures. <laughs> wait, so let's like talk about ask you. Okay, wait, can I ask you, Katie? Like, seriously, how do you pick the one? How do you stick with the one and still, you know, eat? In between. Well, I think she's saying she doesn't know which one is the one. You just have to keep pushing. Yes, well, Katie but was you, saying you that. can't yeah. push everything all at the same time. You have to make something. You have to make a commitment. You have to make a commitment to a two or three, right? Well, I mean, you know, that a lot of that was dictated by doing a career and making money at it, which, you know, everybody thinks is a dream come true. And in many ways, it's absolutely not. Like, there's a great video of the guy who's the executive producer from Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And it has 171,000 hits. And it's really wow. him saying, here's why you should not become a writer. Like, I'm in mm. no way cynical and I don't want to discourage people mm-hmm. but you can see how exhausted he is right. and how hard it is and if you right. go okay this is what it is yeah but within that you can maybe do stuff that's great I mean you know part of what was so inspiring when I came back was seeing Maggie perform mm-hmm. and the idea that I could go in and tell my stories because that's one thing in Hollywood you don't get to actually tell your stories yes you know I remember pitching something with a friend and we were like and I was really passionate about it. And it's like here's what I want to do and then the woman's like I want to do a movie about a genie Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it's I like. love it. And that's a nice version of it. it. Have you ever seen episodes? Oh my gosh. Well, no, is it like that? Oh my God. Yeah. And I actually bring a no button with me now. I used to bring an easy button. Oh, that's So if funny. I had more than one, I, I when I pitch, I pitch three things the one I like, two things that don't matter to me. Once I pitched an actual, I pitched the mothers in law. And I called it something else. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, and they liked it. Of course they did, because it was the mothers in law. Let's talk about But I bring idea, a no actually. button with yeah. me now, so if they don't like it, I don't have to keep talking, and they could just hit no. Okay, talk about your projects. Uh, we're going to be, this is our listings and plugging portion okay. of the show, because yeah. I believe in promoting, this is what the show's about, too, promoting talent. Um, let's Katie, talk you go about first, because I want to know what we can glom onto. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I'm, we, uh, just, I'm writing a pilot with a friend. I'm producing, a, developing a show with Katie Boland over at uh, CBC, a really mm. great comedy that she's uh, written, sort of groundbreaking and rich and funny and edgy and great. great. So that's what I'm doing now. And yeah. stand-up. And stand-up. I'm glomming on to whatever Maggie does and Shannon does. <laughs> and I will not fa- follow Maggie because I hear that's like what you don't do. Suicide. You do it if you want to bomb. Uh, mm, no. That's a bomb, bomb fest. Shan? Me? 
I'm very excited to say that the film Spotlight is being mm-hmm. released with Michael. It's starring Michael Keaton, wow. Rachel McAdams, and I'm in it for about four seconds. Nice. It counts. The September 11th scene. I'm. I am a wow. a, a receptionist behind the news desk, oh. it, and I have oh, a Boston cool. accent. I think I say something like, "Well, if you got a tip, I'll send you down to the news desk." Is that that a Boston accent? Because it's not. I wasn't right now, but it was on the day. Okay, good. Because that was not Boston? No, No, it's not a Boston accent. Yeah. And so that, um, I'm currently working on a a web series with Miss Maggie Casella. We just, you know what? what? This came out of nowhere. We had no idea. My girlfriend actually had this weird idea, and then we started talking. Is it targeting millennials so it could go Uh, on? You know what? Uh, (laughs) The only thing we will say about it is the working title is Nice Nice Vets. Oh, nice veterinarians. Oh, nice vets. Wonderful. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and you have no idea what it's about based on that title. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, this not. should be. You good. may be a few episode episodes in before you know. What yeah, exactly no, you'll know about, at the but... end of the first one. But mm-hmm. Maggie, you guys also have a show. You and uh, Shannon. Uh, yeah. I'm do uh, comedy uh, show, right? Yes. Uh, besides the radio show that's going to start up on January 12th on Peach Radio. Um, which is going to be a, an actual radio show, so it's two yes. hours a, a wow. clip. Live? Um, Are you guys going live? Or yeah, gonna... we'll be going okay. live, and hopefully. So, and I want you to say hi to Adam, Greg, and Vince there, yeah, because yeah, that's yeah, where I, I, the roots of this show came from at PeachRadio.com, Peach Gallery. So I love those guys. So yeah, and they love you. And I will. Uh, Shannon and I just uh, booked a show. Uh, we're going to do a, a holiday show called Hate for the Holidays. Um, I love as opposed it. to home for the holidays because look okay. everybody has a moment of hate for the holidays even if it's just worrying about the weather uh, and the uh, very special Jane Ford who is yes. related to Kitty Ford will be our very Tween. special musical guest she's the guest. Ford sister that okay. we like. yeah. perfect yeah. and then <laughs> oh, some more listings in the city um, I'm even going to have Vince Tedesco my producer come over here Vince we're going to do some quick stuff Vince helps me with the show here uh, what do we got uh, who's playing Second City uh, for our Second City, we have the uh, best of Second City. The best of Second Vince City. Vince and I met at Second City classes many years ago. Oh, so we really? like to talk I, I want, about this. People should know he has his arm around him right now. Yeah. No, I don't like him. <laughs> he he does radio so he could get action. This is why how I brought him in. How about the Adult Comedy Lounge? What's Old happening Adult there? Comedy Lounge. Really? It's uh, presented by Diamond Field Entertainment. Um, yeah. Tuesday, of course, is Yucky Traditional Humber College. Uh, uh, new Talent Showcase. And Tuesdays at the Drake Hotel is produced by at the United Under. Talent. Yes, uh, with uh, Matt O'Brien, uh, Fraser Young, Mark Heath, uh, Michelle Shaughnessy. It's a great uh, yeah. new spot. Hey, what's going comments. on at that great uh, venue, the Flying Beaver Pub? Or- oh, wait, it burned yes, down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, Friday, November 20th? How about me having going to be on a show? Oh, it's a it? fundraiser, uh, Alessandro's Wish to Walk. At Chateau Le Jardin, I do I do banquet halls in Woodbridge. Yes, I do, uh, but it's a great fundraiser. And she's gotta. They're not because I gotta. <laughs> or else. They don't announce. Um, they're not announcing who the big artist is for particular reasons. The comic, but he is a that big lip- Canadian talent who with international acclaim. Lip-sync We're gonna it. say that. Lip sync it to us. And um, Rich Little. <laughs> Tickets are at eventbrite.ca, so you could come and see me with a bunch of other comics who are not announced. What else, Vincenzo? One more show. Uh, Judah Freelander at Comedy Bar Wednesday, November 18th. Also, always at the uh, Comedy Bar, we got uh, Sunday Night Live. So Sunday uh, would be the 22nd of November. Oh, how about this one, starting from scratch? There we go. Phoenix Concert Hall. DJ starting from scratch. They're going to roast them. So if you would uh, tie the last comic in with this comic, you've kind of put the two and two together. Yes. You know, with uh, DJ starting from scratch. But we can't say his name. Another comic always not too close by. I love it. Well, thanks to producer Vince Tedesco and our cast and our lovely cast what today. What about our millennial? Uh, little Zach, our, our little op. He's just the cutest our little thing I ever saw. Op. Hold on. Let me pour hot coffee on pink. his 21-year-old Zach, lap. Zach, how many times does 21 go into 46, which is my age? 
You know as the, many times on, as you, you want. Me, you, know, okay. you know that joke, right? You know they were going to go. Come yeah, on, I use that a hundred times. She's Thank you, Shannon McDonough. <laughs> Thank you. Katie Ford and Miss Maggie Casella, my yeah. mentor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fun. Join Thank us you. next week on Inside Jokes with our guests, Travis Turner, Peter White, and Kyle Hickey. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk AM 640.